Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the chameleon. The chameleon changes his appearance based on his surroundings. And I think it's very easy for us to do the same thing. So, Paul reminds us in a number of different places that we don't want to fit into the world around us. As, as believers in Christ, we don't want to look like everyone else around us. It's, it's not that we're being elitist. It's that we represent the King. It's that we are children of God. And, and like Wendy was, was pointing out, there should be a family resemblance. It, it, when we say don't, don't look like and fit into the world, it, it, we're not saying you're better and above the world and so look down on them. What we're saying is you're not part of the world, so why look like it? As a matter of fact, Paul even goes so far as to say, don't look like the world, but do imitate God. Imitate Christ. Let Him be the one who changes the way you look and think and act and talk and feel. If you have your copy of Scripture, look with me very just real quickly here in Ephesians chapter 5. I want to show you two verses this morning as we conclude our series on chameleon. We wrap up what it means to fight the urge to fit in. Listen to Ephesians 5 chapter, uh, verse 1. Therefore be imitators... But the next prepositional phrase is of key importance. It, 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 it demands our attention and it focuses the whole purpose. Therefore, be imitators of God. Don't be like Cam, the chameleon that imitates everything around him. Yeah, be an imitator, but imitate God as beloved children. You see, there's that family resemblance. Imitate God as beloved children. Back when I was skinny, you could just barely make out a cleft in my chin. It wasn't very, it never was very prominent, but you could see it. And the reason I had that cleft in my chin was because my daddy had a cleft in his chin. You look at, you look at my chin, you could see my daddy. When the world looks at you, do they just see another somebody in a mixed up, crazy, fallen, messed up world? Or when the world looks at you, do they see a child who resembles their heavenly father? Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. How do we do that? Paul, don't leave us hanging. How do we imitate God as his children? Verse 2. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. How do we imitate God? How do we imitate Christ? We walk in love. To walk means to live. We live our lives in love. Because that's what He did. He loved so much that He gave Himself up. And now we look more like Him when we love more like Him. Imitate God. 
walk in the love of Christ who gave Himself up. That's hard for us because we don't fully understand love. The love that you and I are surrounded with every day, the, the, the TV shows, the music, the books, the, the, the conversations, the love that we all usually think about is not biblical love. And so it's hard for us to say, well, how do I walk in that kind of love? Think about God's love with me. We can think of at least three characteristics. There are three keys to understanding God's love. There are many, but we only have time for three. Because there's some football games or something today. I don't know. One, God's love is unconditional. Be imitators of God by walking in the love of Christ. Well, how do we do that? We understand, first of all, that God's love is unconditional. I promise you that if His love had to be earned, neither one of us, you nor I, could have been loved. Neither of us deserved it. Love is unconditional. Look at that great verse, that you, the first verse you ever memorized. The first verse you ever learned. John 3.16 For God so loved the pretty people that He gave His only Son for the rich that if the smart guys believe in Him... No. You see the unconditionality of His love? For God so loved the world. You and I live in a world that places conditions on love. You vote like I vote, then we can be friends. You look like me, then we can get along. You, you live like I do, then I can trust you. We place conditions. Imagine a love that is so pure and holy and real and true that there are no conditions. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. I have an only child. And I'll never understand this verse. I could not love with that kind of love to give up my only child for you. That's love. God loved the world in such a way that He gave His only Son that whoever, even you, even me, even that next door neighbor who votes the wrong way. By the way, I'm not talking about me. I don't know how my next door neighbor votes. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but can have everlasting life. Unconditional love. Notice also that God's love is unconventional. It's unconventional. In other words, it, it, it's not the norm. You know what I'm talking about there. You know there are some people that are easy to love and some that are not. We call them EGRs in the ministry. Extra grace required. Some people are easy to love. 
Did you ever notice how Jesus made a special effort to demonstrate his love for those who were not easy to love? John 3.16 said he loved us all. But because there were some who were used to not being loved, he made the extra effort to express that love to them. Ask the woman at the well about that. The woman caught in adultery, which always blows my mind that we even use that phrase because it takes two to be caught in adultery. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, the invalid by the pool at Bethsaida, a thief dying on a cross, Jews and Romans who crucified him. He had a way of loving even the unlovable. His love is unconventional. If you and I are going to learn to imitate Him, we want to love as He does. We want to love with, a, with an unconditional and unconventional kind of love that is not earned first, but is extended as grace to the people around us. This is Romans 5.8. God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners. That's hard for us. Because in our world, you have to prove yourself before. I'll do what it is you want me to do. You, you, you show yourself worthy before I trust you. you. You earn my love and my respect. But listen to this kind of love. God shows His love for us in the fact that He didn't wait for us to get right. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What an amazing kind of love. If we're going to imitate Christ, we want to love as He did. That's a, a love that's unconditional, and it's a love that's unconventional, and it's a love that's intentional. God's love is intentional. Did you know that God never fell in love with you? He knows you don't fall in and out of love. It's not something that just happened. He woke up one morning and you were wearing the right makeup and he just, oh! No, it was a choice. From the beginning, he loved. It's intentional. Which is why he can tell us to do the same thing. John chapter 15, verse 12. Jesus says, this is my commandment. Now, Jesus came and, and the law changed its, its role and, 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 and its, uh, not its purpose. It fulfilled its purpose when Jesus came. The law was to prepare the, 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 the way and, and to show the need for a Messiah, for a Savior. When Jesus came, he said, okay, the law did its job. It got you ready so you know that you need me. And then he started, he would go around and he would talk to the Pharisees and scribes about how they don't need to be so legalistic. And yet he gave us just a small handful of commands. Love God with everything you got. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go and make disciples, teaching them. And he said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, if love was something you just fall into, how could he command it? How could he command an emotion? See, love is, is not just sentiment. It's, it's not just emotional. 
Love is a decision. He commands us to love one another, but not just to love one another. As I have loved you. Well, what does that look like? Christ gave himself for those he loved. And so when he says to us, now I command you, love one another as I have loved you, you say, well, I can't go to the cross. That's not the point. But you give yourself in that love. Matter of fact, the very next verse in John 15, greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. Love calls us to give ourselves, and therefore it is not and it cannot be minimized to an emotional experience. It is intentional. And so Jesus says, you want to imitate me? Keep my command. Love the way I loved. And he says, if you'll do that, you'll wind up standing out in a world that doesn't understand love. John chapter 13, verse 35. Same conversation that he's having in 15. Same conversation just a little earlier. He says, by this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. The way you stand out in the world, the way you avoid being a chameleon, is you love as He loved. You imitate God and walk in His love, a love that gives of self. Love is the sacrificial commitment to the well-being of another. It's not an emotion. It's not a sentiment. It's not a feeling. It is the sacrificial commitment to the well-being of another. In other words, I want what's best for you and I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I have to sacrifice to make sure you get what's best for you. There's love. And so he says, this is how people are going to know you're mine when you do my thing. And the Bible says God is love and it says He's showed us His love on the cross and, and we understand that Love is his thing. Therefore, if we're going to avoid being the chameleon and we're going to stand out like the light on the hill and like the salt of the earth, we're going to make a difference in the world around us. We show people what he is and that's love. 1 John 3 and 16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. If you love one another, you not only stand out in the world, but you live as an ambassador. You show the world that this is what God's kingdom is all about. And in so doing, you help people understand that God loves them unconditionally, intentionally, and sometimes unconventionally. And it is then that we finally start to get a grasp on that verse. God so loved the whole world that he gave.